Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I'll have what she's having. You have chosen wisely. It reminds us all that once was good. And it could be again. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. It's the 30-something movie podcast, and uh, back again. I've got Pat with me today. Hey, hey. Pat, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Same you, are, you are all dressed up this afternoon? Yeah, it's... it's um, as the day, of, we're, we're, uh, the day of recording is also... Eighth grade promotion. Eighth grade promotion. So, so we're excited. You got the suit on. Yeah. You were... You were Called Men in Black. Yeah, they say Men in Black come to the yeah. office. That's mm-hmm. fun. So. Sometimes I wonder what it'd be like, you know, wearing a suit and doing that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, Mizuka and I also talk about, you know, the Rat Pack and Sinatra and just, I, you know, yeah. dressing up when you go out and everything yeah. like that. I mean, sometimes you think that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't wear ties. I'm not. A fan. I mean, I have a lot of ties. I just yeah. don't. I have, a, I have very much a football neck. Yeah, so you know, you ties can, are not a friend. Yeah, I, well, when I play trumpet, I got to undo the tie, yeah. and you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll wear ties, you know, concerts and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I, yeah, I can't yeah. say that. I, there's some teachers that wear a shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. It looks sharp and everything. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So we're dressed up. Here we are. Yeah. All righty. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe you can tell from our excitement level how we already feel about the movie we're going to talk about today. But mm-hmm. Pat, we're going to be talking about Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's going to be one of those, folks. It's going um, to be one of those. And I exploded, I think, the day after I saw it. I think I came in yelling. Yeah. Into you, the you had nothing, you had I was yelling nice to say a lot that. of bad words and bad I things. I should have made one of our five questions. Which of the movies for the podcast we've done so far do you hate the most? I don't know, man. This is Here's a real quick one. This one or Blue Velvet? Oh, yeah. Blue Velvet. Was, that, that's, yeah. that's just that. Man, that's hard. We should do that one time. I'll, I'll have that as one of our five questions coming up just sometime. The, yeah. What's your least favorite movie we've done so far? What was the other one about the kids with George McFly was in it and they're by the waters? The, uh, River's Edge. Yeah, that yeah. thing. Wow. <laughs> well, that was great. Uh-huh. So, um, so we're going to start, our usual spiel is um, that we talk spoilers and, you know, leave us a review on iTunes and all that stuff. If you this movie's it. already spoiled. <clears throat> if you, well, the title kind of gives away yeah. everything you need to know. We're past the sell-by date. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, if you want to find out more about the show, 30podcast.com is our website. We're on all the different social medias, as 30 podcast uh, Leave a review on iTunes, you know, all that good stuff. I do want to kind of start off by saying that we are... <clears throat> we strive as much as possible to be a family-friendly podcast. Mm-hmm. We know we've got, you know, listeners that listen in the car, uh, sometimes with their kids. And we don't ever want to change that. Um, you know, every once in a while we will have a, a little joke that may go over the kids' heads. Mm-hmm. Some kids may not go over their heads. But, Sorry. you know, we try to we try to at least keep the swearing yes. out of the show. Yes. So, And I will edit out swearing if we do slip up and, you know, somebody says something or whatever. Um, I will say, though, for this particular episode, let's just say we're not going to use... You know, we're not going to use any language, right? but just the subject matter of this movie might be best if you don't listen to this one with the kiddos or yeah. in the car with the extended family or grandma or, you know, whoever's with you. Um, maybe do this one on headphones or when you are by yourself. Right. Again, we're not going to be vulgar. We're not going to be obscene, anything like that. But just the subject matter of this particular movie lends itself to, 
slightly more adult conversations. Yeah. This is what, oh, I need like that, that smooth jazz music, and this is the, this is the 30 Podcast After Dark. That's right. Hosted by Billy D. Williams. <laughs> yeah. That's right, baby. We just talk about Billy D. Williams. We can just talk about that. Do you want to just do that? Yes. Forget the movie, talk about it. So yes. what if Sex, Lies, and Videotape, what if Billy D. Williams was the main star of it? Would that have made it better? He would have backed out of the project. Well, that's it wouldn't true. Have been good he probably enough. would have done it. But... He would have just been like, forget yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't have been quite as creepy, maybe. Nothing could save this movie. <laughs> All right. We'll get to that in just a minute. Nothing could um, save this we're movie. We're going to rapid fire go through some of our new movie news yes. stuff. You said there's a new movie coming out you're interested yes. in, so why don't you tell us a little uh, bit about that? So there was a book written, I want to say maybe within the last decade, I think, and it was called The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. And uh, it passed through my family who, you know, uh, we like animals, we've had dogs, and we love racing. And so it was a, it was a really great book. And without putting too many spoil, spoilers in it, it's basically the story about a race driver, Denny. But the story is told by his dog, Enzo. And Enzo is not a normal dog. Um, Enzo believes in reincarnation. Enzo has a very uh, a wide, sweeping worldview. And as, but then he's also, but it's not like, it's not like Brian in Family Guy, where he's like just a dog that speaks like a human. He, he thinks and he can understand human things, but he definitely comes at it from a dog perspective. Uh, and so basically it's just the story of Danny's life um, and with Enzo and just Enzo kind of philosophizes on, on it. And it really asks these deep uh, questions and kind of discusses these deep questions about life. And it's a very touching story about their friendship and about Denny as he's trying to, you know, uh, hit the big times with racing. He wants to get into Formula One uh, racing. And it's a very touching story. It uh, definitely gives you all the feels, as your daughter would say. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. It's, it's a pretty amazing book. It's not a real long read, um, but it's, it's, it's an amazing book. And they're uh, coming out with a movie. The movie adaptation, we just, uh, my father-in-law, who I gave him the book and I said, okay, it's a great book. And he just uh, texted me this past weekend and said, did you see what movie they're making? Oh my gosh, they're going to do The Art of Racing in the Rain. <laughs> Kevin Costner is going to be the voice of the dog, nice. of, of Enzo. And uh, like I said, I've watched the trailer a couple of thousand times in the last day. And um, it looks like it could be really, really a great movie. So uh, if you haven't read the book and you like dogs, racing, good story, uh, the emotional highs and lows, then I would definitely recommend this book. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for the movie. Hopefully it's uh, as good as it uh, as good as good it looks. Nice. Um, yeah, so I was just, I just pulled up here real quick on um, on the Googles. Uh, I'll put, the, I'll drop a link to the trailer in the show notes so people can go take a look at it if they, if they want to. Um, did it have, I was trying to look and see really fast, a release date. It is coming out August this year. August 9th of 2019. August 9th, yeah. August 9th. Okay. All right. No race was ever won in the first corner, but many have been lost there. I should know. I was born to be a race car driver, but there's only one problem. That's not me. That's me. He picked me out of a pile of pups, a tangled mass of paws and tails. <laughs> this one. Definitely this one. The pick of the litter. She always said that. Well, just a minute now. We were thinking of keeping them. He always said that, too. Hey. Call it fate. Call it luck. All I knew was I was meant to be his dog. You like that, huh? Like it. I loved it. Is this life? The sound. The smells. I felt like I truly belonged. 
is this for love? In racing, your car goes where your eyes go. Some new beginning. Not really much of a dog person. It's more person than dog. Denny was clearly taken with her grooming. She probably bathed every day for all I knew. Does he always stare at people like this? If he likes them. Set me free. The best drivers don't dwell on the future or the past. Set me free. The best drivers focus only on the present. No one knows what curves life will throw at you. But if a driver has the courage to create his own conditions, then the rain is simply rain. But for now, all I want is one more lap. Faster, Denny. Faster. Oh, sweet boy, come here. It must be amazing to have a body that can carry an entire creature inside. I just hoped it would look like me. Yeah, I, that'll be a good one to check out. Yeah. Um, I, I do enjoy all those things. So I strongly recommend it. I'm not as knowledgeable about racing, but you don't have but to, be doesn't to, like you need to be. You don't really need yeah. to be. In fact, what this book does so well is that it will throw names out there and mm -hmm. it'll throw things out there that'll make you go, oh, wow, I, I didn't know racers think like that. Okay. Oh, wow, what's that name that he's talking about? Let me go look that guy up. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. You know, he'll talk about some famous race. I'm going to go to YouTube and, like, watch this race and see what they're talking about. Okay. So nice. I, I think it uh, it definitely makes the content matter in a... In a approachable manner yeah so nice uh all right real quick the only other things i got i can just do these real rapid fire because sure. i don't know that we need to talk about them too much and uh at the point that this you know we're pull back the curtain just a little bit we are recording a whole bunch of our episodes ahead of time because we're teachers and we're okay. going to go about our merry way here in just a little bit and so mm -hmm. recording over the summertime we're just trying to get a few episodes in there so mm -hmm. we can release them as needed throughout the month of june and july so we don't have any any uh, interruption in service, right? As they say, right. Um, so some of these things, by the time you hear this episode, they might have already been out for a couple of weeks now, but it's it's just how it's going to work out. That's so, the way it works. Uh, very quickly, and again, unless you got anything you want to comment on these, I could just you know, rapid fire these out here. Uh, were you ever a fan of the Mortal Kombat movies? They're fun. I think I've seen maybe the first one. Okay. Played the game all the time. Love the game. I think I watched the movie. It was fun. It was cool. All right. They've got a Mortal Kombat reboot planned for 2021. Oh, exciting. More movies coming out. Good. There is a live action. And when they say live action, I'm picturing it's probably like the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie where they had like real people with the CGI animated chipmunks. There's a live action Chippendale Rescue Rangers that's being made. All right. So my guess is mixture of people and animation and doing it that way. So. Um, and then I, I will admit I have not seen this one, uh, the 1969 movie The Wild Bunch. Uh, they are doing a remake oh. of The Wild Bunch. I wonder if I've seen it. So Wild Bunch, um, I was I went to go look up and see who yeah. was in the original one. It was Ernest Borgnine. It was who else was in that one? I looked up just a little bit earlier. Uh, William Holden, Ernest Borgnine, Robert Ryan. Oh, let's see who else. Let's see if there were any other names here that I really recognized. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I've definitely heard the title. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen the, the movie cover before. Uh, but I guess they're doing a remake of it. Oh, okay, cool. So they've got a remake. And I guess uh, Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. Okay. And uh, Michael Fassbender and Jamie Foxx. Oh, and I, Jerry Bruckheimer might be producing or directing. Or, or producing. Um, 
And I feel like Mel Gibson was somehow attached to it. I don't oh, know fun. either as like a director or producer or, or what. But um, so sounds like kind of along the same lines of when they did the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. A few years ago, just doing another remake of, yeah. of one of those. So good. Uh, in terms of news, I think that's all I got. So uh, that's that's fine. That's plenty. Yeah. All right. So let's jump in the DeLorean. We'll head back to eighty nine. Yeah. Uh, this week in 89, so we're looking at around June 5th to the 11th, roughly, uh, 1989. Uh, on June 7th of 1989, for one second, the time at 1.23 a.m., the time is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Because it would have been 1.23 in the morning, 45 seconds on June 7th, 1989. Oh, exciting. So uh, the next time that'll happen, who knows? No clue. I was 20, under the understanding. I was under the understanding that there, there would, would be no math. math and, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, when I, I was editing our ET episode mm-hmm. uh, a, a couple days ago, and uh, I dropped that Chevy Chase bit in yeah. to that episode because we mentioned it yeah. a couple times in that one, too. That's so. cool. That's my cool. understanding. There would be no math during the debates. <laughs> if you'd like to talk about uh, domestic issues, I'm sure I can tell you something about Betty and myself. Um, uh, June 7th, also the first baseball game ever to start outdoors and end indoors. The Toronto Blue Jays closed the roof of the stadium partway through the game. Okay. On June 9th, 1989, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, premieres. Oh, my goodness. So we'll be doing that one later this year. (laughs) Um, What does God need with a starship? Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. Oh. Excuse me. What does God need with a starship? Final Frontier. Mm -hmm. Um, And then June 10th, Tales from the Crypt debuts on HBO. Did you ever watch Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. I was way too young when I watched Tales from the Crypt. The show wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't too bad. I mean, there was a little bit here and there. Yeah. And, you know, as the a, movies got a little bit more. Yeah. But, I mean, I was probably watching it when I was, like, 10 years old. Yeah. That's probably a little bit too young. Might be a young side. Tales in the Crypt, yeah. Um, the top book, While My Pretty One Sleeps by Mary Higgins Clark. The top movie was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. This little, I don't know if it's an independent film or yeah, what it's it an was. Yeah, indie, an indie uh, Stevens, Steven Spielberg, I think we said. We've talked about him before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford. Um, <laughs> Den Holm Elliott. Allison Duty. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, C.N. Coneri. I don't know who he is. <laughs> it's all these people. I, I don't know oh, who they are. Brother. But, uh, sounds like a fun movie. Sounds like it could be good. Yeah. Um, top song was Rock On from Dream a Little Dream by Michael Damien. All right. All right. Are, are we... Should I even ask if we're ready to talk about this movie? We're not. We're, we're not ready. But let's do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. This movie's called... about The Last Crusade? We could. Do you want to talk about The Last Crusade and um, Billy D. Williams and just call it a day? I'd be fine with We that. could do that. I'd be okay. fine with that. What if Billy D. Williams... Took over as Indiana Jones. That'd be cool. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Hello, what have we here? Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> there we go. Uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape was this one. 22nd of September, 1989. Rated R for many obvious reasons. Runtime, one hour and 40 minutes. Was that uh, was that too long for you, Pat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was long. Directed by Steven Soderbergh, who also did the Ocean's Eleven movie series and the movie Solaris. Uh, producers on this one were John Hardy and Robert Neumeyer. Uh, Robert Neumeyer died in 2005. Hardy also produced Aaron Brockovich, Oceans 11 and 12, and Neumeyer produced The Santa Claus and Training Day. Writer for this one was Steven Soderbergh, who also did Nightwatch and Solaris. Cinematography was by Walt Lloyd, who did The Hitcher and The Perfect Storm. Music by Cliff Martinez, who did The Limey and Drive. Budget was $1.2 million. Box office was $36.7 million. The critics... All right, here we go, Pat. <laughs> I just and that was part of You're my rage. I came favorite. in and I said, "Let me guess." You were angry. Let me guess. It's like a ninety-eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes. As Billy Joel would say, "You were an angry young man." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with the audience. Yeah. We'll build up to the critics. Sure. We'll get there. Okay. So Cinema Score didn't have one for this one. Um, Letterboxd, they give it a seventy-four percent. 
IMDb gives it a 72%, Rotten Tomatoes Audience gives it a 79%, and Rotten Tomatoes Critics gives it a 96%. Yeah. Starring James Spader as Graham, he was in Pretty in Pink, Wall Street, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and The Blacklist. Andy McDowell played Anne, she was in Michael, Groundhog Day, and Four Weddings and a Funeral. Peter Gallagher played John, he was in American Beauty, While You Were Sleeping, and The Hudsucker Proxy. Laura San Giacomo, I knew I was going to say that wrong, uh, played Cynthia, she was in Pretty Woman, Quigley Down Under, and the TV series Just Shoot Me. Ron Vodder, who died in 1994, played the therapist, he was in The Silence of the Lambs, in Philadelphia, and Stephen Brill played the barfly. He was in Edward Scissorhands and the Mighty Ducks movies. Here's the trailer, and we'll be back in just a moment. I think there are a lot of a lot of women out there that'd be glad to have a young straight male making a pretty good living. Being happy isn't all that great. I mean, the last time I was really happy. I got so fat. If you want to leave, leave. My life doesn't revolve around these little get-togethers. I mean, don't flatter yourself. You know, I I look around me in this town and I see John and Cynthia and you and I. I feel comparatively healthy. How do you like being married? Well, you know the cliché about the security of it. Well, that's true. Are you having an affair? Why don't you let me tape you? Doing what? John and Anne don't have sex anymore. Did you make one of these damn videotapes? Yes, I did. Okay, I'm recording. Tell me your name. Anne Bishop Mulaney. Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Winner, Best Picture, Best Actor, Cannes Film Festival. All right, so, Pat, your face is like completely red. Are you already angry? Are you already angry? Well, see, that's it, Don. I'm, you're just getting like, you're like a race car in the red. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, so, mushroom cloud layout. Yeah. So, sort of like uh, Bruce Banner said, I'm mm-hmm. always angry. I'm always angry. <laughs> yeah. Especially when I have to watch movies like this. Yeah. So, was... I'm not going to ask if this is the first time you've seen this movie because I get the feeling that if yeah. it wasn't the first time you'd see this, you wouldn't have watched it again. Yeah. So, just basics. My... Tell, tell me about your reaction to this movie. All I could think of, like, when, you know, was already into this movie, and I'm like, this was sort of like that line in, um, what's the Robin Williams, A Good Morning Vietnam? Yeah. This is what they give to insomniacs that don't respond to strong drugs. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, this is the boringest thing I've ever watched in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And then I got watching it, and it was like, yeah, it really is. the. I mean, this is sort of like season one of Big Brother, mm-hmm. where there was just a camera watching people, and it was like, there's like no entertainment value here. Mm-hmm. There was no music that I could remember. Not there, really. There was... Like, nothing. There was nothing. Yeah. There, I mean, there was nothing. I, I, there was nothing. Nothing. You're, you're starting to sound like Willy Wonka from the 70s, Willy. You get nothing, sir. Yeah, you get I nothing. Just... You came to watch a movie, and you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that was my reaction. I, the, the main character is a jerk. Mm-hmm. Okay? I wanted, to, I wanted to empathize with the wife, but, I mean, there was that whole angle of the guy with the videotapes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite, like, fully understand that. You know, like, if it was somehow, you know, maybe he was like a... If, if I'm saying he had been a therapist, and I'm not a therapist or a psychologist or any other kind of gist, but maybe, like, if they if they videoed 
people like you know in terms of him counseling them but it didn't it just he would he would get these gals on there and just have them talk about their inner deepest secrets now that's just creepy and weird and strange and then well and this that was just his own personal fetish and that was his thing that allowed him and then we're hearing about what his problems are yeah. and what you know what he had to do to to do whatever it is he needed to do to get that whole thing done it was like i i why am i watching this like why do i care why, why do I, I mean, there's no, there's nothing I'm going to take back into my life to say, well, I better make sure I'm doing this or I'm going to do that. What was that other crap movie that we watched about the couple that broke up? Oh, and then they were like juveniles to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, another stellar. the Roses. Yeah. That was where they drove over the, with the dog and the car mm-hmm. and the whole thing. I mean, at least that had some sort of a cautionary tale that you could walk out of and say, well, maybe they're just trying to amp it up, make it so extreme just to tell you, this is what could happen if people mm-hmm. don't act like adults. Maybe. It, it's that movie. That movie still pissed me off right there too. But I mean, this there was nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish I could be more. I wish I, I wish we weren't family friendly, so I could tell you what I really thought. You know, I mean. Well, you can tell me. I'll just I'll yeah, believe it all. It It'll just be the next like minute and a half of patches. And you know, one other thing. <laughs> yeah, here's something else. Yeah. And now I'm going to turn around. I'm going to give you the... swear in Morse code, so that could yeah. be like a special thing for people. Like, yeah. I just meant like if you swear yeah. in a pattern that when I bleep it, <laughs> yeah, it comes out right. as Morse code. We I, can send it to the troops overseas, and they can enjoy it. Yeah. No, I, I really and I'm I, please, someone correct me if I'm wrong. And if your family or someone you knew or loved worked on this movie, you probably don't love them anymore. <laughs> but if you still do, I'm sorry to insult it, but I just I found nothing coming out of this movie. And the guy was a jerk, and it was like, why are we watching a jerk as the main character? Like, well, I don't care about this guy. Mm-hmm. And then he gets all upset because his wife went and did the video, and then he punches this guy out that's supposed to be his friend. And then, that and then he guy, watches the video and it's all fine? Then it's all fine. And then he goes, but he's cheating on her. And then the one guy gets upset and smashes all his videos. And then he's end up like sitting outside and they both just kind of sit and giggle at the end. And I was just like, I, I, I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. what, what are we watching? I mean, I, I just, it's just dysfunctional people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't get the purpose. Mm-hmm. I really, I really don't. And I'm maybe. Do you but, hate dysfunctional people? No. Okay. No, I don't do think... Do you hate... Mm, here's a better question, because okay. this seems to come up trip with all these up. different movies. I'm going to trip you up here. Trip me up. Um, do, you, do you hate movies that deal with infidelity? Yeah. Because that's kind of been our pattern. Is that... I, I don't either, but like... The is, pattern, that, is that when, I get, the is that when I get angry? You, yeah, the ones that you get the most angry at <laughs> yeah. are when somebody's cheating on somebody else, and it's it just is... Not that there's ever a good reason, and when there's stupid. Kids, and when there's kids involved. And when there's kids involved. You don't like people messing with kids. Yeah, leave yeah. with kids. Yeah, I... Well, yeah, I guess I do. Okay. Because it's just like, just deal straight up. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Deal straight up with it. it. You know, the joke about, dude, not like, you know, dysfunctional people. Mm-hmm. No, and it's always... I hate dysfunctional <laughs> I hate that. Well, and then you get, well, who really truly is functional? But right. I mean... That's true. That was what, and I've said this before, it kind of got me with like the What About Bob movie or the um, Dream Team. Dream Team, yeah. Where it's just like, are we are we laughing at? Is this, you know, I I don't know if that's... And I mean, I... I you know, I get how it can be done in a, in a careful manner and all that, but like this, it didn't glorify it. It didn't, it was just, just about dysfunction. And there was no cautionary tale. There was no, there was no redeeming, no redemption happening in it. And I just, I didn't like the characters. And then it, and it was just boring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, there was nothing. There was nothing there that really got me into this movie. And I just found, and I know I'm supposed to, you know, not get sucked into it, but I got sucked into it and, like, I didn't like any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I felt sorry for the wife. Mm-hmm. But then even that, you know, when she starts opening up herself, I mean, yeah. And the sister, I mean, the sister was cheating on her, 
Well, she wasn't cheating on anyone, but she was. Well, she kind of went through with her I mean, sister. Yeah. Right. How do you? Why would you say that? Sister. So yeah. Yeah. I mean that whole thing. And and willfully like. Yeah. Yeah. Like knew it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if the guy had totally like duped them both, like okay, then he's the jerk. But then yeah. like knowingly did that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, that is not cool. Like mm-hmm. I just don't. So for for folks that maybe have not seen the movie or maybe it's been a while since they've seen the movie, just a, a quick since we're kind of getting into it anyway, yeah. just a quick recap of the basics of what this movie is yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, is basically you've got the the husband and his name is John, and which I always hate it when a bad character's name is John, um, but his name is John and he's kind of the or no yeah John John that's it, John that's his name I was thinking of Graham the James Spader character, right. um, but John is a corporate attorney of some kind and you know he's. He clearly has enough of a flexible schedule that he can just tell his secretary to reschedule stuff whenever he feels yeah. like, although that didn't work out for him in the end. But, no. you know. Um, and you find out pretty quickly that John is having an affair with um, Cynthia, who is the sister of his wife, so yeah. his sister-in-law. He's having an affair with his sister-in-law. And you also find out pretty early on that the wife, Anne, played by Andy McDowell, is going to therapy and counseling for different reasons. She seems to obsess with different kinds of you know, charities is not the right word, but she she's worried about. You know, she goes through this whole thing with the therapist about how she's worried about the whales, mm-hmm. and then at one point she's worried about. I forget what the other one was, but like people, you know, littering or something. She has all these yeah. different causes and things like that that she's that she gets obsessed with. But um, you get from pretty early on with the therapist that she's not. There's not really a human connection with the people that are closest to her. Mm-hmm. So like she's not being intimate with her husband, and that's. Mm-hmm then I, I guess what you're supposed to take from that is that's why he's having an affair because mm-hmm. the person he's married to will not be with him the way he wants someone to be with him mm-hmm. and she's just not interested in it. Like, she yeah. doesn't have too much interest in it. So, so I don't know from that are, are you supposed to take the idea that, well, you know, if, if she married him, she's his wife, she should be more interested and I, I can see some people taking that side and being like, well, he's sympathetic because look what look what he's living with and, and that's not fair to him and so, and I look at that and I go, mm, I don't really care. I mean that. I don't feel like that's an excuse. I, I know some people would look at that and say, "Well, I mean that." Then it makes sense why he's you know off running around. I'm like, eh, not really. Yeah. Not really. Still not a great person. And his sister-in-law really not a great person because she knows what she's doing and she's doing it out of spite. Yeah. Uh, and then Graham comes into town one day and he's kind of this drifter that doesn't seem to have a home, but he's back in town and hanging out with them for some reason and. Anne is intrigued by him, and then ultimately, you know, she helps him get an apartment, and and ultimately they start talking a little bit more, and so she has intimate conversations with him, but never does anything physically with him. Yeah. Um, so I guess as that goes along, you see her connect with another human being in a way that she didn't before. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately you get to the point where she finds out that his his fetish, for lack of a better word, is to just video record women talking about their sexual experiences and... Then he just watches them later. Doesn't ever do anything with the women, but yeah. just records the conversation, and that's his bag, baby. Um, that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. Yeah, I just realized I made two Austin Powers references in the same sentence. I, I this was, is me in a nutshell. Hello, why am I in such a bloody big nutshell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Um, it. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much. And the wife finds out. Yeah, um, you know her. She's vacuuming the bedroom, and the sister had lost a uh, an earring there. And she finds and it. she finds the earring, and we saw that coming. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah, went into this movie like. What was your reaction? Well, I went into this movie thinking, okay, I mean, there's a couple of interesting actors in here. Like, I, I don't particularly, I don't particularly care for a lot of James Spader's stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and particularly him as a younger person. Okay, it's just I just don't connect with him as an actor. Now, his 
like when he was Ultron in yeah. Age of Ultron. Like I thought that was fun. Um, Stargate. You know, uh, Stargate. He was fine in Stargate. Um, I haven't watched The Blacklist, but it looked like an interesting show. Yeah. Um, I did like his character, a very quirky character, and I'll say more about that in a little bit in The Office uh, okay. when he played Robert California and he took over the uh, Dunder Mifflin. He bought it. Um, he took over the company uh, for the last couple seasons or so on The Office. Um, you know, I'm Andy McDowell, I've seen her in a bunch of different movies mm-hmm. like her. She's fine. Peter Gallagher, you know, I've seen him in a few different movies, but I don't, you know, he's not one that I would immediately be able to look at his face and say, oh, yeah, that's the guy from whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one was when I was like, oh, Kit DeLuca's in this movie. Kit mm-hmm. DeLuca being... Uh, Julia Roberts' best friend in Pretty Woman. Okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, I like her character. Well, I didn't like her character in this movie because she's not a nice person mm-hmm. in this movie. And I know that at the, by the end of the movie, you kind of you have the two sisters are now closer to each other and they've kind of reconciled with each other. And the husband has gone off and you know now he's probably lost his job and mm-hmm. um, things have completely fallen apart for him. And I missed it. Why did he lose his job? Because remember in the beginning of the movie when the sister kept calling him and saying, "I want you right now, like right. come okay. right now." Right. And he kept putting off. He kept rescheduling the same appointment with the same client. Oh, is that what it was? Every time it was the same client. I don't remember what the client's name was, but he kept telling his secretary, "He's like, just push it off till tomorrow." Or push off till this afternoon. But it was the same name every oh, okay. time. So you get the idea that this is a big client, and he just kept pushing it off, pushing it off. Every time he wanted to go, you know, yeah. have a little dalliance with the sister-in-law, um, he kept pushing off the exact same client every time. Okay, and at the end of the movie, he's calling the client to see about setting up another meeting, and then that's when they tell him, no, well, he left a message and said that he's getting representation elsewhere, and then he gets a message that his boss at the law firm wants to talk to him. So you get the idea that he's going to lose his job because he just lost a huge client. For the yeah. law firm and, and all that. So, yeah. I, I mean, my reaction to this movie is probably about the same as your reaction to this movie is it... You know, I, I will say this. I didn't hate it. Okay. Like, I wasn't sitting there actively hating the movie mm-hmm. while I was watching it. I just was like, okay, so I've, I've seen a movie. You know, and, and my wife watched it with me. We were watching it and we were just like, okay, well, that was... That was something special. Yeah, is this the one she said? So, what are you going to ask for your five? Right, she's like, so what are your like? What options do you have to keep it family friendly and uh, ask your five questions? Like, I I will. So when you come up with something, when you're watching this with your wife, are you thinking, oh God, what is she thinking right now? Or like sometimes I feel that when I bring in people Mm -hmm. to movies and I'm like, I don't know if they're enjoying this or Mm -mm. you know, okay. No, now usually when we watch a movie like this, we start rooting for the uh, people having the affair to get caught as as soon as as horribly as possible. Yeah. 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 I, or yeah. we start talking, we start making commentary. Like, ah, no, shouldn't have worn those earrings. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you better go look for that earring. It's going to be on the bedroom floor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. look, there it is. Or when they were, at the one point, the husband and wife were in bed together, and she was, like, moving around in the bed, and, and my wife starts going, ah, she's going to sit on an earring. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. So yeah. we start, like, commenting on that part of it. But, no, I mean, it was, I'm not going to say I hated the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there were, there were definitely the acting performances. They were fine, you know. Actors did a fine job of acting their parts. Mm-hmm. Um, just the subject matter and the it's just not something that it's not something that I and I I won't say not that I enjoy. It's not something that I love watching. Like I don't seek these kind of movies out. If we weren't doing this for the podcast, I wouldn't have watched this movie. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I think we put it onto the podcast was because it was you know it's one of those that got such high critical marks yeah. that we're like well you know it's one of those high critical movies of 1989 we should include it in our podcast and and I know I mean but I, I think, don't as we've said before I don't think we're to the target audience yeah I, I, maybe not you know and I guess I mean I, I like action and adventure movies and mm-hmm. sci-fi and I, historical movies and all those types of things and I'm, I'm thinking okay what other movies are quite like this and it just seemed it just seemed boring mm-hmm. I don't, like I said maybe I'm a simpleton but I yeah. just I found very little redeeming 
qualities in this this movie. I, I yeah. Okay. Are you ready for five questions? Then? Yeah. All right, let's do it. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. What are you asking me for? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, so our five questions. My wife did ask me. She's like, how on earth are you going to do five questions this mm -hmm. time with the subject matter of this movie? So I have it broken down. I have two questions that are loosely related to... There you the go. movie here. And uh, then I have three questions that all start with the same words as the title of this movie. So oh. my first question, sex. Question sex, question one. Mm -hmm. That's the number six in Swedish. Yeah. Which is better, Swedish fish or Swedish meatballs? Fish. Okay. I'm going to go with Swedish meatballs. Oh, there you go. Okay. It's one of my favorite things to get at Ikea when we eat there. If that's, mm -hmm. that's exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, that was fast. Mm -hmm. That was. We're good. I was about to say that was fast sex, but it's, <laughs> we're gonna pull that back. That's that may get edited out. That might that mm. might come out. That might have to come out. Uh, mm. Mm -hmm. Number two, lies. What is the dumbest lie you've ever told or heard? Oh, jeez. I should have done my research on the question. Why don't you go first? Well, the dumbest lie I've ever told. I'll do that one. Was and this is a story that's been shared throughout my family now. Uh, somehow, when my sister and I were kids, she's three years younger than me. Somehow, I put bubble gum in her hair. Okay. Either, either to torment her or to, it was it was mean spirited. Like okay. I did it on purpose. I put bubble gum in her hair, and then somehow I do not know how. Somehow I managed to convince my parents that she did it to herself. <laughs> and you convinced them. And I convinced them. Wow. Somehow I convinced them that she put bubble gum in her own hair, wow. and she got punished for it. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's not a bad lie. I mean, that's, that's like a really good. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's not good, but it's like. It, it shows skill. I guess. No, that's not good, good enough to get you out that's of trouble. Not the kind of skill you want. <laughs> yeah, but, I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's mine. All right. I, you know what? My problem is I can never like, with a straight face, tell a lie or tell a joke or have goof on somebody or mm -hmm. any of that kind of stuff because I always start like, <laughs> kind of thing. So I don't really, I don't have a good one that like, got me out of something or. Is there a dumb lie that your kids have told, like where they're like standing in front of you covered in something yeah. and they're like, no, nah, I didn't do it. Yeah, I I got nothing. I got nothing right. on the lie front. Right. I'm sorry. Oops, sorry. I've got, a, my shoes are making you're fun noises. You're just a very honest person. Oh, that's a lie. That wasn't your shoes. That wasn't my <laughs> shoes. Ah, oh, we got <laughs> it. We got no. There. No, um, that, wasn't, that was your shoes. That was my shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. squeaky clean. Yeah. Um, no, I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing on the lies. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. I about don't apologize. Uh, but, 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 okay. Um, uh, next question. Videotape number three. Videotape. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite thing to rent from Blockbuster back in the day? Oh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. When Blockbuster was, when life was worth living and mm -hmm. Blockbuster was still open, you what's your what? favorite thing to rent? I, you know what? Here's the thing. I'll, t I'll give kind of a contrary answer with the Blockbuster thing. I don't think I had a favorite movie that, oh, we would always rent it mm -hmm. because there were just so many movies that we would go out. And, but I tell you this, I always used to love going to the Blockbuster mm -hmm. and just scanning the shelves. Oh, yeah. I mean, that used to be my favorite thing with videotapes mm -hmm. is you'd scan the new releases and then you'd talk with the guy behind the counter mm -hmm. that always had the inline on the movies. Stuff. Who knew stuff. <laughs> right. And that was so cool. I was, it was like somehow they had the connection to the internet. It was mm -hmm. as if they had the internet mm -hmm. and we didn't. Right. That, that's how uneven that conversation, that's mm -hmm. how much they would know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. That was so impressive. Like, you remember Voyager when the guy came with the time ship from the future? Yeah. But he had stolen it? Yeah. Was it Voyager or was it... Uh, was it Voyager? No, it was, Star it was the next generation. There was the one guy, he stole the time ship. And then, because remember, he, yes. he asked Captain mm -hmm. Picard to move over. Right. And it was like, move over? What? No, physically move mm -hmm. over because he had to be... When that guy showed up, and remember, he just kind of had the... Um, 
he had the tech that the Enterprise crew couldn't, even though mm-hmm. he was a kind. Con- you know what? I come to think of it, they had it in Voyager too. Because remember when they went back to the 20th century? When the guy crashed the time ship back in the 60s, the one guy had it and had reverse engineered everything. So when the Voyager crew shows up in the 20s, that's when the doctor okay, got his I mobile emitter. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. whoa, took a deep dive there here on this oh, one. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so it was like... Well, Voyager's was, more fun to talk about than this one. <laughs> Voyager is, but you remember, they were fighting against the people from the 20th century yeah. with tech from the 25th century. Mm-hmm. And that was like... So that's what the guy at the Blockbuster was. It mm-hmm. was like he had like the internet and we had nothing. And so you would ask him about it and he would somehow know when the sequel was mm-hmm. coming out. He would know what this, he knew what the actors are, he knew what the plot was. He mm-hmm. had, it was awesome. And so I guess my favorite video from Blockbuster would just be, yes, just mm-hmm. going and scanning just the shelves, there. Mm-hmm. being there and seeing what was in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, mm-hmm. and knew that you were getting something that was, hey, you're going to go back home, get a I, pizza. I don't miss paying like the $4 per video to rent. I don't miss no. that part. No. Like the Netflix and all that other stuff is good. But, yeah. you know, Netflix doesn't quite... There was a human element to the guy. Yeah. Like, you know, if you were like, "Hey, I'm looking for this kind of movie," yeah, like, I'm like, eh, "Try this one," and he might come up with some stuff you've never heard of. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I go on to Netflix and I watch, I don't know, Stranger Things, right? Then all of a sudden it's like, "Here's a bunch of shows about witches." Yeah, what does witches have to do with Stranger Things? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, get a whole bunch of weird recommendations. But um, I'm gonna say I don't know if I have one particular thing. Always had fun renting Nintendo games okay. back in the day to. to yeah. Play them, try them out. Uh, a Boy in His Blob. I love that one. All right. That was there a good you go. one. Um, I don't know if I have one particular thing, but my favorite memory related to Blockbuster is when I was growing up in Texas, we had a Blockbuster video right next to a Little Caesars pizza. Bam. So Friday night one, was, we go in, we order the pizza, they tell us it's going to be about half an hour, so we go over to the, and that's back when, uh, I don't know if it still is, Little Caesars was the rectangular pizzas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we go next door, and my dad would be like, all right, you got 20 minutes. Fine, one video game, one movie. Yeah. And then we get to pick whatever we wanted. We had to fight over it, but we yeah. had to pick whatever we wanted, and, and that was our Friday night. So. Um, all right, question number four. So there's a scene in this movie that features uh, a, a starring role for a houseplant. If you remember that particular scene, the husband is lying on the bed wearing nothing but a houseplant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So question four, what's your favorite kind of houseplant? Ficus are nice. Okay. The ficus tree, those okay. are cool. I'm trying to think of other plants. Yeah, that one's easy because you don't have to worry about watering it. It's true. When the kids knock it over, there's a little cat, little mini cactus. Yeah, yeah, cactus. Their cactus plants are nice. The aloe plant. We used to have an aloe plant. Okay, that was nice. I have one that is a used to be in my classroom. It's a little uh, called a ponytail palm tree. Okay, it's like a really tiny little palm tree. Um, Used to have that one. I named it Raymond Carver after my favorite author. (laughs) Nice. Because he was an alcoholic, and I knew I was really bad at taking care of plants, and I knew that plant was going to have a drinking problem. Yeah. Because I usually overwater them. Yeah. So that's why I named it uh, Raymond Carver. Nice. Um, Okay, and then number five. What's your favorite James Spader role? So for things he's been in, he was. if you need a quick refresher, uh, he's been in The Blacklist, he's in Boston Legal, he was obviously in this movie, he was in Avengers Age of Ultron, he was in The Office, he was in The Practice, uh, he was in, oh, what else? I, uh, I think he was I, in Crash, he was in Stargate. I think Stargate. Stargate? I think Stargate would be my favorite. Okay. Age of Ultron, I mean, all that Avengers stuff is just awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to go against that. Okay. But I mean, Stargate was a pretty cool movie. Yeah. Stargate might be mine too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be mine for him. Um, a lot of his other roles, I don't necessarily care for him, but I think his Stargate, I, and I will admit, I haven't seen a lot of his different yeah. movies and TV shows. Stargate just seems to be a different kind of character than some of his other yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Um, I will say, as kind of a response to this one, having watched this this movie now, I feel like this movie is a good prequel to his character in The Office. I mentioned okay. that before when we yep. were talking the yep. other day, that Robert California, like every time he tries to make a metaphor or an analogy, it's always something like weirdly sexual. Mm-hmm. And so I watch that character and then I watch this movie and I'm like, hmm, yeah. So basically Graham 
grows up as he's philosophizing, yeah, philosophizing um, about sex and sexual things and, and stuff like that, um, that it sounds very similar to like a younger version of yeah. this Robert California character yeah. that was in the office. So, um, All right. So I think that does it for our five questions. I think that probably does it for this episode. I think we're good. This was kind of a, like, let's, let's just talk about it real fast. Yeah. And move on to the next movie. Let's do that. So, okay. All not right. Our, not our cup of tea. No, not necessarily our cup of tea. I don't even know if I'm going to ask how many stars you'd give this one out of five. Zero? Yeah, okay. zero. I, I just... I'd, I'd maybe give it like a... One and a half. Okay. Two, maybe. Yeah. There's camera angles and acting yeah. things in there that are... Yeah. You know, some of the chairs were nice. Couches. It's nice furniture. The house plant wasn't bad. No? Yeah. It was in an awkward scene, but... Um, but anyway, that's going <laughs> to... So that's going to do it for this one. So we can uh, leave Sex, Lies, and Videotape in the dust. Yeah. And uh, and then we will... Um, We'll, uh, we'll go into our next one. So uh, we'll see you back here next time. We've got uh, coming up really soon is we've got three more movies, Drugstore Cowboy, Tango and Cash, and Roadhouse. So uh, thank you for being here, Pat. Yeah, thank you, John. Absolutely. Um, so be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next week for Drugstore Cowboy. <laughs>